Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Struggle is Real in Grief webcast podcast. I'm your co-host, Vanessa Hannah Verrett. And I'm Leon Verrett. Let's bow our heads for a word of prayer. Father in heaven, we thank you for this opportunity to talk to your people. Bless us all as we gain more information. Help it to be written on our hearts that we can use it for ourselves and then that we can tell others. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We're pretty excited today. As you see, we're still talking about New Start. And we have um, an exciting guest, someone who is our brother. My, my, I call him one of my little brothers. Um, he's a friend. I mean, a, a good friend. Um, and he used to be one of my favorite basketball um, friends. I guess you can see here, I'm wearing an NBA shirt, but he's probably still playing, but I haven't been on a court in a while. <laughs> So, um, I, you know, at 65 plus, I know this, I didn't mean to shock them like that. <laughs> I know they don't think that I'm that, um, that age, I know, right? but I've decided <laughs> to give that up, but God is blessed with, with still skiing and walking and doing all these things. Yes. And for the beginning of this year, we wanted to do something different. So we have Dr. Stephen Mills, um, with us today, MD. How about that? How about that? <laughs> um, I remember him. Well, we're not going to go back that far. But um, we want you to tell us a little bit about yourself, mm -hmm. your family, and what led you um, to the profession of medicine or, or any healthcare position. Go ahead, Steve. Okay. Well, um, I'm originally from California. Uh, moved to North Carolina, where I currently reside. Um, I'm married, have three um, beautiful young ladies. Mm -hmm. um, so here in, in North Carolina, um, uh, I um, is you know where I am right now. You you asked me um, about my um, what led me to the field. Um, <clears throat> I guess. I, you know, I came from a family of a lot of people who are in the health profession. Right. So, um, you know, a lot of my sisters, um, a lot of family. Uh, and I just kind of followed into that role of, you know, my father was a very strong proprietor of, you're going into the health. So yeah. that was uh, one thing I just followed suit. So that's kind of how I ended up in the medical field. Hmm. I guess family peer pressure. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for sharing that with us. Now, we've decided to feature New Start, as we can see there, uh, for the first quarter of this year. And so, as you know, New Start is an acronym. We have nutrition, exercise, water, sunshine, temperance, air, rest, and of course, last but definitely not least, trust in God. So we've discovered that in the struggle of grief, our bodies, our bodies really receive a body blow. I mm. mean, mentally, physically, um, yes. this body blow. So what can you share with us that we can do 
nutritionally as well as from an exercise perspective to help us navigate through that grief process. And, and I'm sure initially, you know, exercise is going to be the last thing on anyone's mind when they're, when they're going through that. But at some point when things level off, I think um, it will be important to get back to those things. Tell us what you have to share. Yeah, um, as far as exercise, you know, exercise, we, we commonly take it for granted, uh, especially when it comes to, to health. You know, now that we're in a, a, a COVID situation here, yes. you know, a, a pandemic, um, even the, the, you know, CDC, you know, has tried to stress the importance of exercise, getting people outside. Um, just, you know, just from being inside, people are becoming, you know, just depressed. Mm. You know, you're not getting any sunlight, not getting any, any fresh air, you know. Um, and then with the, you know, the, you couple that with, you know, with the loss of, of loved ones, mm. you know, exercise is very important. Uh, with exercise, you know, um, there have been um, studies on exercise and how it relates to uh, mental health. Mm. Uh, one thing that exercise does, of course, is, you know, it, it increases the body's uh, circulation. So, you know, as you're, as you're exercising, you know, the blood is flowing through the body. As the blood th flows through the body, it not only, you know, helps with the physical um, health, but, you know, it increases the blood flow in the brain. Uh. And, you know, the brain is very important when it comes to, when it comes to mental health. You know, um, a lot of times we just think about, uh, you know, brain as in controlling, you know, your limbs, controlling your, uh, you know, your, your bodily functions and, you know, how, to, how you think. Yeah. But, you know, there's a, there's a part of your brain um, um, in, the, in, the, in the central part of your brain, you have um, a system of of the of hypothalamus, uh, also your pituitary. Um, this is this is part of the brain that actually controls the hormones of the body. Mm. Um, so that being said, these hormones um, are very much related to you know stressors. Like for instance, um, cortisol. You you probably yes. heard you know stress related to cortisol. Yes. Um, you know well that originates in the brain. You know the the body, um, uh, the uh, you know the pituitary puts out a hormone that activates the adrenal glands to produce cortisol. Hmm. So so it starts in the brain. So you know when it comes to you know cortisol levels, stress levels, you know the brain has to be has to have proper blood flow. Um, one thing when we look at with uh, with depression. Um, one of the uh, one of the differential diagnoses of depression is, you know, you, you want to make sure that it's not a, a hormonal imbalance. Mm. Uh, another one of those uh, hormones that we find um, that originate in the brain, um, associated with uh, with thyroid hormone. You know, the brain can, um, sends out a hormone that activates the thyroid to produce thyroid hormone. Mm. And you know, when you have decreased thyroid hormone, thyroid hormone is is a is a hormone that increases the body's metabolism ah. so if, if the if the hormone level is down 
you're gonna be tired and slow. Wow. Wow. And so it, it presents as as depression. Okay. You know? So um so you know absolutely you know um you know exercise is, is very important. You you know with me, um I've mentioned to my wife when when things are on my mind and and I have a semi stressful job. So sometimes when I come home, since I don't go and run full court for three or four hours like I used to, you remember the days, Stephen. <laughs> um, I don't do that anymore. I feel like I have to come home and and do something physical. Yeah. Um, paint something or or tear something or rake up some leaves or mm-hmm. or do something like that. Yeah. And I feel so much better. Um, the, the stress level comes down mm. and I don't end up biting my own head off and my precious wife's head off <laughs> because I'm ultra stressed. But is it necessary to have a rigid daily exercise program like I used to, or, or, or should I just make sure I get some heart and, and body moving activity? Does it, do I have to, I have to go to the gym and, and, and bench press 200 pounds 10 times, um, 10 sets. Do I have to have that in order to, to overcome the stressors and, and to get the, the brain working properly? Yeah, feel good hormones. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so when it comes to exercise, what I, what I tell patients is, cause you know, I see a lot of uh, older patients mm. um, and you know, a lot of them can't do, you know, they're not gonna, first of all, um, gyms, <laughs> I would say, you know, they're trying to do better at sanitizing, but, you know, no. right now everybody needs to be out of the gym. Not yet. That's my opinion, not yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, people are at home. They're not going to the gym. Um, but like I was saying, I, I deal with a lot of older patients. And, you know, one thing I tell them is, you know, do what you can do. You know, do what you can do. You know, you should try to get, you know, at least two to three, um, two to three days out of the week, you know, uh, 20 to 30 minutes of exercise. Mm. Um, but you know, you want to do what you can do. Some people that's, that's going to be, you know, running five miles. Mm. Another person is going to be doing seated exercises. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you can, and you can do a lot of, trust me, you can, you can, uh, do a lot of work in a, in a chair. Yeah. <laughs> as far yeah. as exercise is concerned. So, I- you know, my, my suggestion is, you know, just do what you can do. Um, and, you know, but, you know, you try to get, you know, if it's gardening, you know, it's, you know, working around the house, raking leaves, you know, that's exercise too. Sure. Well, so in essence, and I, you had something to say, but I, I'd say, so don't stress yourself out trying to <laughs> come up with a program that is so rigid that you wear yourself out and is not doing yourself any good. Yeah, a lot of times you just end up hurting yourself or, you know, you, you you start off a week, you know, doing a crazy exercise and you're sore for two weeks. Right. <laughs> you know, that just distracts you from, from you know, getting back out there, having more consistent. Consistency, it's, it's, it's better to have, it's better to go moderately consistent than all out. Very good. And I'm glad you said that, especially the part two about people who aren't able to do a lot of exercise, right. do what you can. 
And um, I've even tried some of those sitting exercises. So I I find them to be very beneficial. Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that we talked about last week is is nutrition. And um, a lot of times people who are grieving, you know, they their, their appetites are, aren't what they used to be. You know, they may not be eating healthy. Um, and the same thing applies with water. Oftentimes when we're not grieving, we don't always drink enough water like we should. So what advice would you give, um, to people who are going through that process then, and about the importance of water and how much water? Yeah, so um, water, one thing, you know, when you look at, you know, the, the relationship of water, um, also water and exercise, you know, um, I know we're talking about exercise and, you know, and water. Mm-hmm. Um, well, uh, one thing that, that commonly comes up is, um, you know, decrease in, in water, um, decrease in exercise, um, the word anxiety always comes anxiety and depression. Mm-hmm. Mm. I see those associated with, uh, with, with water. Um, door open. <laughs> you always um, see those associated with, with water and, um, um, and exercise, particularly with water. You know, the brain um, is made up of, you know, 75% water. Yeah. So, you know, 75% water, if that, if your brain is dehydrated, your brain's not going to function properly. Mm, um, so that's one thing that, um, that, you know, you do see with, uh, um, uh, no. um, hold on one second. Sure. I don't know if you'll be able to cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> that's okay. So, um, so, uh, so yeah, so the, uh, um, you know, the brain, um, you know, the brain does need water in order to function. Um, as far as how much water to drink, mm-hmm. um, you should be, you know, drinking 10 to 12, eight ounce glasses of water, depending on what your doctor says. Some people are on some water restrictions. Ah. Um, so, you know, but you should be drinking a good amount of water. The, the brain, you know, if you are dehydrated, the brain is in a fog. The brain is going to be stressed. Mm. Um, and then you having, you know, and like I said, you you do have the association with anxiety um, and depression. Um, and, you know, a lot of times you really don't think about water in the sense, but, you know, um, when it comes to, you know, uh, when it comes to grieving um, and depression, you know, water, water can help. Mm. One thing uh, I have been seeing a, a, um, a serious link between um, between uh, depression and grieving. Mm-hmm. Um, when uh, um, when I when I see patients, you know, I I do a uh, a depression screening mm-hmm. oh. and. And with a depression screen, you know, you go over, uh, we use what's called a PHQ-9 scale. Okay. Um, and, you know, a PHQ-9 scale um, answer, asks different questions about, about depression. Um, back in the day, uh, we, uh, we did not associate grieving with depression. 
you know uh we people who are depressed well this this was a thought um we 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 did not want to classify patients who were grieving as being depressed or having a problem because grief was considered you know a normal a normal process of life mm -hmm. you know it was normal so we didn't want to call it a disease or you know an illness so anybody that had depression um know you would say that you know you'd ask the question you know are you grieving if they're grieving um you know um any kind of bereavement um then you would say okay they're not depressed they're just bereaving oh, wow so um that has you know that has changed yes um you know because <laughs> the thing is is that you know you're you're missing the you know the patients that are going through you know serious bereavement right you know? that is, you know, lasting for, you know, for time. So, you know, when you, when you look at the, you know, getting back to the original question, when you look at the association with, with water exercise, you know, taking that anxiety level down um, with, with um, a lot of times in bereavement, also you're looking at, you know, patients who are experiencing post-traumatic stress. Mm -hmm. Yes. You know? Definitely. Yes. So, you know, that's just more, and you know, that's more anxiety. That's more, um, you know, more taxing on the, you know, the mental you know, uh, facility. Um, so definitely, you know, water is, is important and nutrition. Hmm. Wow. Well, mm -hmm. that's very interesting. You know, with, I, I feel like a lot of people may not get that connection um the brain being uh 75 water and when it's dehydrated it's it's just it's going to contribute to the um de uh, depression yeah yeah that is interesting a lot of people cut out um not only eating but drinking properly mm -hmm. drinking drinking water mm -hmm. instead they they jump to other things to um to take care of their thirst, alcohol, coffee, coffee sodas. Mm -hmm. And um, we know that that is not the direction to go. And also while we're talking about water, what about the um, benefits of the topical use of water such as like hot and cold showers? Mm -hmm. So um, you're getting like into hydrotherapy. Ah, yeah. <laughs> 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 so yeah, there has been some um, you know studies on hydrotherapy, um, just relaxing. You know, I, I know. Um, think back, uh, my wife and I went to um, went to we had like a, a couples massage, and um, you know they would relax you. You know before the massage, they give you um, um, you know they have like hydrotherapy. Uh -huh. uh -huh. It wasn't too hot, wasn't too cold. Um, you know, it was kind of kind of nice and you know warm, but it, it just relaxed you. You know, um, so you know there is some um, some studies that you know we're doing like hot and cold um, treatments uh -huh. uh, for relieving stress. I think um, some of the more common that you see and like used by you know, some of the relaxation you know places is is kind of like a, a more um, kind of warm but not too hot to kind of mellow the body yeah 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 so what do you think about foot baths and things like that foot baths i mean anything that's relaxing um i've i've never had a foot bath myself um 
Well, I know I've had a flip out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> but anything that um, so so water is important mm-hmm. um, internally as well as externally, especially when your mind is being socked, and as my my wife called it, a body blow. Yeah. You know, and and yeah. sometimes it's not just a body blow; it's a, a blow to the head. Mm. You know, it's almost a knockout punch. So if you are not exercising properly Mm -hmm. and if you're not hydrated Mm -hmm. because we're 75 percent water you can be in a lot of trouble yeah definitely Mm -hmm. now um we certainly thank you for your expertise and for taking the time out to share with us as well as with our listeners Mm -hmm. now what are some things that you would like to reiterate just kind of um sum up for our viewers and listeners Mm -hmm. Um, if I were to um, sum it up, you know, when we when we talk about you know grief, um, you know, a lot of times we we don't take into consideration the body. You know, the the body. Whenever you are, whenever you are mentally um, traumatized, because it's a it's a form of trauma. You know, yes, um, you know, the body and the mind you know, they, they coalesce. So, you know, um, the, the mental trauma, you know, this is trauma to, this is trauma to your brain. This is trauma to, you know, to, you know, to your, to your memories, you know, mm-hmm. long lasting memories in your brain, you know? So with having that, uh, with having that, uh, you know, that stress, uh, water, exercise, nutrition, very important to keep the brain um, to keep the brain at a healthy function, you know, just helping with your concentration and, you know, um, taking away the irritability, the excess stress. Ah. You know? Already, your brain is already stressed. Right. So, you know, with not having nutrition, not having the exercise, water, you know, um, just the things that keeps the, the mind healthy. Um, I'm sure you guys are going to cover more in the, in the new start. Um, at a later date, but, you know, just not having that, that, you know, your mind, you know, at rest, that just causes, you know, a deeper dive into, you know, what could be depression, mm-hmm. you know, what could be, you know, um, you know, serious stressors that are long lasting. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, so important, so important, the, the nourishment of the mind. Mm. Wow. That's some powerful stuff, Dr. Yes, Steven. Yes, yes. We, we appreciate you coming on. And um, I mentioned it to you earlier, but um, we, we'd like to have, have you. And, um, and, and as a matter of fact, I hadn't even mentioned this to my, to my um, sweetheart, my partner in non-crime. <laughs> but um, we want to have some um, physicians that we have talked with, um, you know, Dr. Barry, yourself, Dr. McCowan, and have a few of them on to talk a little bit more about this later on during the year. Mm-hmm. Sounds good. And some of the things that all of you have researched, Definitely. and that would that would be that would be exciting. Uh, we'd be the only non-doctors in the room, but yeah. that's all right. <laughs> we can handle it. Thank you so much, um, and. Um, We'll have you on again. And I think my wife has just a couple of announcements before we say goodbye. Yes, I just want to uh, remind our listeners to 
follow the podcast um, on Spotify, on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and basically anywhere where you enjoy listening to podcasts. Also, if you would subscribe to our YouTube channel, Verette Ministry, Verette Ministry YouTube channel. And I also want to share that I have finally completed my book called Pursuing Hope. That is actually a picture there of my son that passed away. Um, pursuing hope is to be used as a, it's a tool. It's a tool for those who are grieving, for those who want to better interact with people who are grieving. And um, my hope is that it will bless as many people as possible. It is not yet um, ready for distribution, but the expectation is that it will be by the end of uh, January of this month or sometime around the 1st of February. Yes. So stay tuned um, on Facebook, um, Instagram. Um, Instagram is Vanessa Speaks to You, and um, you'll you'll hear more about it in the very near future. So may God bless you. And um, Dr. Stephen, say hello to your family um, for us and God bless you. And we'll speak with you soon.